Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Our colleague Noel is on an adventure. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know at the very end of the year. Alexis, Matt, can you believe it? We've almost made it. Yeah, we're almost out of the woods here, and uh, the only problem is on the other side of the woods, just more woods. Mm-hmm. But that's True. okay. Endless woods. <laughs> Endless woods. Also, I mean, I still feel like it's March, so I don't I don't really know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting fact, uh, back in the days of your many, uh, many civilizations, many ancient civilizations actually celebrated New Year's in March. So if we go by that schedule, maybe this entire year is a write-off. 
But uh, what a ride it has been. Uh, just to set the stage for anybody who has yet to visit our YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash conspiracy stuff, uh, Matt, I, I must compliment you. Uh, you surprised us. You've got Matt is rocking this amazing mustache. And yes. Not many people can pull it off. So kudos, man. Uh, well, I'm currently not doing that. Uh, but the <laughs> last time I did this was in our announcement video, I believe, that we put out uh, while we were in the garage of our previous office where we announced that the podcast was going to be a thing to our YouTube audience. Do you That's remember that? That's right. Yeah. Back in those days, uh, fellow conspiracy realists, uh, Matt and I were trying to surreptitiously shoot any place we could find. We didn't have a studio. So a lot of our videos, for some reason, take place in like the bottom of a parking garage or outside or in an empty building we snuck into, et cetera. And I think it, I think it helps them, actually. I think it makes it interesting. Yeah, generally we would shoot in places that you could have a clandestine meeting. And we just had clandestine <laughs> video shoots. It was fine. It was fine. It was always great, too, when people walked by because uh, it was very much a uh, a Wayne's World game off, game on situation with, mm -hmm. with street hockey. Uh, you could say, in a sense, that we hacked our way into some of these locations. To my knowledge, we did not break any laws. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... But with our, uh, this is a weird end of the year segue to our stories today. Matt, which which strange news do you think we should open with? We've got one that's an indicative of some some possibly wonderful news, and then we've got one that's indicative of some very scary stuff. Uh, let's let's start negative and then and go positive, right? Got it. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Okay, well, we'll begin with some reporting coming out of The Guardian and Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera, uh, most importantly, because this story affects um, journalists at Al Jazeera. So let's jump right into it. The headline is, Al Jazeera journalists hacked using Israeli firm's spyware. Here's the uh, subtitle here. Watchdog suspects Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates of being behind hacking of 36 journalists earlier this year. Wow. Okay, so we can jump into it and just say exactly what is occurring because this was posted on Al Jazeera on the 21st of December, which is the day we are recording this episode. Now, this news essentially, like it says on the front there, several several dozen journalists were the target of specific spyware that gets into your phone. And it's a spyware that is known as Pegasus. It is created by a company called NSO group. These are, these are just some proper nouns that you're going to need to know for this story. Um, NSO group. If you go to them, you know, wondering, well, what is, what is this Pegasus and NSO group? Uh, you can jump over to an Amnesty International uh, article here that was posted in 2019 when the spyware Pegasus was in the news before. Last year, the software was found in a couple of other places. That's a whole different story. But this is what we'll tell you about the NSO group and the Pegasus spyware. NSO group is an Israeli manufacturer of software. 
things like spyware. Generally, and at least according to them, they sell these tools to governments and to government agencies to, quote, combat terror and crime. So the concept is NSO Group would create this thing, send it over to somebody who is being targeted by whatever government because they believe that this person is a bad actor in some way. Uh, generally, you know, at least according to the government's stance, depending on which one you're talking to, this person is probably engaging in some kind of terror activity or anti-government activity. The problem is this Pegasus software and some other software created by NSO Group has been used multiple times to conduct what is considered unlawful surveillance on people who do not pose some kind of imminent threat to a government or citizens. In the past, it's been used to target Amnesty International staff, uh, at least one member that was known, several other activists, several journalists, journalists from multiple countries, uh, Mexico, Morocco, Rwanda, mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. And Even clergy in Togo, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, and it's one of those things where essentially NSO group could give this or license this software to some government and then that government could be using it improperly or some actor within a government could be using it improperly. You know, we talk about that a lot with the CIA and FBI and other intelligence agencies where there's maybe a cell within that organization mm -hmm. that is doing something improperly uh, or at least outside of the uh, outside of the terms within the license agreement, let's say. So what is Pegasus specifically? How does it get into your phone? Generally, at least in 2019, when there was a bit of an outbreak there or there was known misuse of it, uh, it was using the app WhatsApp, and it was essentially an SMS message that was sent to a user that was then clicked on, and then the spyware gets into a phone. With this instance, with, with Al Jazeera, it was a no-click situation where the end user, the target, didn't have to click on a darn thing. It just got onto their phones. Well, okay, so spyware is on your phone. Let's say you're a journalist who was targeted there uh, at Al Jazeera. What does this thing do? Well, uh, Pegasus apparently can uh, log keystrokes. That's one thing. So anything you type into your phone, any app you're using, anything you're doing on your phone, it can see that. It can take control of your phone's camera and microphone. And it can access contact lists. And here's the big one, especially for journalists who are discussing, you know, very secretive sometimes things, very sensitive subjects with people they're trying to protect, sources they're trying to keep in the dark, essentially, so that they don't get targeted. It can, it can access encrypted messages on a phone. That's a big, big deal. And that's scary. Because it, it endangers other people who could be, you know, across the globe, mm -hmm. somewhere else, uh, some source. Ben, I just like this really freaks me out just as, you know, two guys who talk about things that I know there are a lot of groups out there that probably wish we weren't talking about. Oh, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really does freak me out a little bit. How, how does all of this make you feel? And what, what do you think about all this? It's. It's fascinating, Matt, because we're seeing a lot of hacks revealed at the end of this year, almost as if there's just a rush to get it to get it announced. Uh, and that's, you know, it's difficult to know when these were discovered. We know 
We know when the researchers at Citizen Lab discovered it uh, because their whole thing is transparency. But I would say all your points about journalists and sources ring true. I mean, it's a continual conflict between governments and between reporters, between the media. When we talk about protecting sources, it turns out multiple governments are all about it until it doesn't align with their interest. And that applies Mm. to democratic governments as well as authoritarian ones. Uh, One thing that really stands out to me about this is if we we trace the – I'm sorry. uh, I'm tracing lines on my palm for some reason. Oh, yes, it is. I'm watching. Uh, uh, but no, no, I, I wasn't doing it on camera either. I was just looking <laughs> at my, my hand. Uh, anyway, if we trace the lines of motivation and ownership, then we see we see this in, as a reflection of, or an iteration rather, of a larger pattern, which is that Saudi Arabia and uh, the UAE have some beef with, not just with Al Jazeera, but with Qatar where Al Jazeera is based. And Al Jazeera does have, at times, a Qatari bias. Uh, It's been heavily criticized for this. Uh, It's also, of course, like any Middle Eastern-based, non-Israel news outlet, it's been, uh, you know, it's been accused of anti-Semitism, of course. And it's been accused of being very pro-Qatar in general, right? So, I would see an attack on journalists working for Al Jazeera. I I would see that in a way as an attack on Qatar or attack on its at least an arm of itself. The official Al Jazeera version, by the way, is that they are uh, independent and that they're not poisoning the well when it comes to their reporting. But so, so that's, I guess, my first thing. I, I okay. think you're absolutely right, and I think there's something bigger at play here. I think we'll probably hear more news coming out in 2021 about what this what this attack led to. Like, what was the motivation? Because it, it seems as though, you know, it's weird when you think about it, despite their differences in religion— uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia want a lot of the same things. They want Iran out of the picture. Uh, they want to be the hegemons of the region, you know. So I think, I think many people in the West might be surprised by just how often these groups, or as you said, factions of these groups, cells of these groups, team up for common cause. Doesn't mean they're friends. Just means they team up when they need to. Well, yeah, it's, it's an interesting strategy if these attacks, you know, cyber attacks, whatever you want to, infiltrations uh, are truly coming from United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia because it's not fully known. Right. Yeah. We do know the group that put out the report, Citizen Lab, they have some key findings that I'm going to go through just from their their own reporting. In July and August of 2020, this is when the Pegasus spyware went into the journalist's phones. They're all iPhones, by the way. They're all Apple products. I was saying before that WhatsApp was the way that Pegasus got onto phones previously in 2019. And then I mentioned the no-click version that occurred this time with Al Jazeera. Well, that's because it wasn't WhatsApp. It was Apple iMessage that was used to infiltrate these phones. 
And the people that they identified, the operators, Citizen Lab has given them code names rather than identifying information. And again, we've talked about this before. It's difficult to know precisely where an attack is coming from when you're dealing with something online Mm -hmm. because IP addresses can be changed and spoofed. There's lots of information that can be altered and lots of tricky routes that information can take to where in a purposeful way to prevent someone from knowing who it is and where it's coming from. So they called one of these operators monarchy. They citizen lab has attributed them to Saudi Arabia. Another is codenamed sneaky Kestrel, a (laughs) uh, wonderful little bird. Uh, They are attributing them to United Arab Emirates. And there's something that slightly goes over my head, but Mm. there's an exploit chain that they are referring to as Kismet. That is an invisible zero click exploit within Apple's iMessage. And this was a zero day exploit in iOS 13.5.1. And it's so funny because really the only way to prevent yourself from being hacked with this Pegasus is to just update to the latest version because that zero day uh, exploit goes away or is fixed, you know, in theory with the update. And then there's probably, there is certainly another one that is Mm -hmm. going to exist within the update that then has to be found by someone who wants to attack a phone. And uh, the cycle continues. Yeah, right. Choose circle of life. Can we afford (laughs) the rights to that? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Well, everybody imagine circle of life playing then. Let's, let's, let's do it that way. (laughs) Uh, You're, yeah, you're absolutely right, Matt. This, the thing about this zero click vector, what this means in layman's terms is that the hack is a lot like an accident on a crowded interstate. You as the driver or you as the user of your mobile device could be doing everything right. You could be using the the correct kind of proxies and safeguards. You could be the kind of person who doesn't tend to download things in general. The fault is not yours, we should say, to the Al Jazeera journalist and to other victims of these exploits. Uh, The fault is one of software, right? So unless you made the software that's running on your phone, this really isn't on you. Um, And I would say to that cycle of updating an iOS and then updating the hack or the exploit, the only real 100% solution to that is to not have an iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. like that's not gonna that's not really helpful information though because it's like all those uh, for anybody who went to public school in the U.S. It's like all those terrible "no sex is the only safe sex" <laughs> messages. Hey, which, I, I followed I follow those rules. I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh man, I remember back in uh, just a personal anecdote. Back in like it uh, must have been early high school or something. Even our PE teacher who was forced to teach us that thought it was ridiculous. She kept throwing <laughs> in these little lines like, the government requires me to read the following out loud. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Funny. But, but she also never tried to hack anybody's phone that we know of. Uh, it, it is true. You, yeah. Someone can literally send you an Evite for a mean girl's party. And you could get infected. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, there are so many ways to get into your phone as like as a vector. Uh, it's ridiculous. So 
uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying no phone is the right way to go or abstinence. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying choose abstinence. I'm just saying what? be aware, um, you know, and have at least three phones. And so you should be at good. all times. <laughs> There's actually, you know, it's weird. There's a uh, there was a Chinese manufacturer for a while. I think we may have talked about this. Who created phones that had two separate SIM cards so that, well, basically, I think, uh, so that people could sneak around TLC style and not get caught. So they had a burner you number. Creep a bit? Yes, yes. Dare we <laughs> say uh, just to creep. But there's something else here I think we should add uh, that I want to be clear on without getting too in the weeds of geopolitics. So Al Jazeera is important. Whether you love it or hate it, it's important because a lot of media in this part of the world, in the Middle East, is state-run. And that means that they're relaying officially approved things, even if those things are misleading, even if those are untrue, even if they're not the whole story. Al Jazeera is, uh, you know, according to its supporters, able to get around that, uh, despite, you know, the accusations of uh, Qatari bias. But... Why do we say it's an attack on Qatar? Maybe I was being a little unfair to Israel. Uh, there are these four countries that cooperate. This is in the Citizen Lab paper, which is available mm-hmm. online. These four countries in the Middle East, uh, in a burst of creativity, call themselves the four countries. And they, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Bahrain, and Egypt, they ally pretty closely on certain things. But they don't like Qatar because they feel like Cutter shelters dissidents from these four countries. So if you have a problem with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Qatar, according to these countries, is going to allow you to hide out there. So on their end, this kind of hack is maybe maybe more like getting intel on people they consider criminals or terrorists. Um, but, you know, one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter sometimes. Well, yeah. The reason this was found out is because there was an investigative journalist named Tamer Al-Mishal who got a death threat on his phone. He thought something was strange, took his phone to Citizen and to Citizen Lab and just said, hey, what's going on here? Found out that he was a target. Then when they, they tracked the spyware itself and where it was being deployed, essentially, and realized, oh, wow, Al Jazeera is just rife with this thing. Um, that's how they figured it out. Cause this one journalist was like, something's going on and that's all it took. Um, yeah. Also hmm. shout out to Tamir because I, I don't know if you saw this, Matt, he hosts a, uh, he hosts a pretty popular show on Al Jazeera's Arabic channel. And the title of the program translates to something like, this is only the tip of the iceberg or what is hidden is more immense. So I think this is our people. Honestly. Dude, that, yeah, and that, such a good name. What is hidden is more immense. Arabic oh, is so poetic, dude. Beautiful. So he has kind of a stuff they don't want you to know show in, in spirit. But, but on, you know, an actual All right. uh, journalism yeah. outlet. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's true. Um, congratulations <laughs> to him. But what, what we see here, I don't know, in my opinion, uh, it makes me wonder what's next. You yeah, know what I mean? When things like sure. this get uncovered, and this is an iteration of a strategy that's been deployed, as we established numerous times in the past, when things like get 
this get uncovered, our next question is how do they evolve? What's next? Uh, because I'll tell you what, man, the uh, government of Saudi Arabia is, well, I don't know a better way to put it. They're on some real f around and find out stuff. And they have been for a few years and they're getting away with it. And it doesn't matter what your political leanings are. Uh, journalists are not supposed to be dismembered. Or, or if, they, if someone is attacked like that, there are supposed to be consequences. Yeah, and exactly. those consequences are either delayed or non-existent. Yeah, it's, it's a very dangerous game going after journalists for a country, uh, for a government. It's very dangerous because you're risking such public backlash in making those, you know, citizens a target. And yet it doesn't, it doesn't prevent governments from taking that action. And it hasn't prevented them from doing that. But yeah, we're putting you on notice, governments. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh, God. Just kidding. Whatever. <laughs> oh, God. What a year. Yep, what a year. So, hey, uh, I think we should take a quick break and come back with more strange news. Let's do it. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. And we have returned. Uh, you may remember us as uh, the three people from 
before the ad break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Today's strange news on my end is about uh, a possible scientific innovation that could potentially change the world for you, for your loved ones, for every person alive, and every person on the way. Because let's be honest, without getting too crass, I think we're going to have a a baby boom pretty soon. We're in the midst of one. And yeah, the quarantine kids are going to be all over the place in a couple years. I'm waiting 12 years so I can call them the quarantines. You're welcome, mass media. Now, somebody (laughs) already wrote that down. I'm sure they're just waiting to. Mm -hmm. But to set the stage here, this is a story I saw uh, a week or so back, and I wanted to make sure it was legit before we aired it. Humanity is constantly struggling against several incurable medical conditions. They're the kind of thing where we know some of the causes. We have ways to treat some of the symptoms and things like certain cancers or cognitive disorders, but we do not know how to cure them. We also, in our earlier, some of our earlier work, we asked whether age was a disease, right? And if so, it's the disease that has been 100% fatal at some point for, for anyone, quote unquote, infected. Uh, Was that the telomeres thing, like mm-hmm. the, the doomsday clock that exists within cells yes. or something like that? Mm-hmm. Quite so, yeah. It's uh, these degrade and break down over time, which causes aging. Uh, your brain is also just another piece of your body, arguably the most important. And if something goes wrong with your brain, it doesn't really matter how fit the rest of your body is because It's like a a car without an engine anymore. And there's this study that came out early December in a journal called eLife. It's open access journal, which means that you can read it if you wish. And it's a little dry, but I do think it's worth everybody's time. Here's Here's the headline. Matt, this drug reverses age-related cognitive decline within days after being administered. Whoa. Do you like I Whoa. just said asterisk under my yep. breath? Okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> the the mice, though, in these trials, I mean, they're they're feeling it. That's it. Yeah, it's mice. <laughs> so far, this has only been conducted on mice, but there's this experimental drug called ISRIB. That's what I'm calling it. Maybe it's pronounced ISRIB, you know, like McRib, but yeah. for your brain. Okay, let's not. ISRIB. ISRIB. <laughs> what, so... what is that? ISRIB. <laughs> <laughs> so. They took mice that had traumatic brain injuries, and they dosed these mice with Isrib. <laughs> we have to stick with that. It's too good. Yep. Uh, they inject these mice with Isrib, and they found that within days, the mice, their memory functions were being restored. They were also able to reverse cognitive impairments in normally untreatable things like Down syndrome which they have mice with Down syndrome, uh, they were also able to prevent noise-related hearing loss to fight wow. some types of prostate cancer, which is weird because that's on the whole other end of the body. Uh, and they were able to, this is the most important, interesting part to me, folks. They were able to enhance cognition in healthy mice. Whoa. All right, so this. I've seen a movie about that. <laughs> is it limitless or is it yeah. flowers for Algernon? <laughs> well, maybe it was 
maybe it was both. Uh, no, it was it was the limitless one. It was a lawnmower man. Uh, maybe it was that one too. <laughs> Either way, a a drug of some sort that can enhance cognition in a healthy animal. I know. But by the way, how do you think those uh, mice got those traumatic brain injuries? <clears throat> yeah. Well, research is weird sometimes and brutal, but mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. Uh, we have to. We we have to conduct a balancing act. There is this somewhat unrelated, but there is potential, okay. you know, in the future for uh, for our species to design models entirely on a computer that mimic or predict effects of experimental drugs with such fidelity that we do not need to use living beings anymore at that stage in uh, in experimentation. But that's a long way off. And once it becomes possible, it still won't be near as cheap as uh, this sort of focused and brutal experimentation on smaller mammals. But yes, longtime listeners, you know that we're big fans of, maybe not big fans, what would you say? We're, we're enthusiasts and we're fascinated by these self-improvement experiments that humans keep conducting, like uh, transcranial direct simulation, TCDS, TMS, transcranial magnetic simulation. Yeah, uh, ben, ben is a big fan of those, you guys. Not anymore. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Not anymore? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember yeah. we talked about that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I can't win them all. Uh, the spoiler alert for that transcranial direct current simulation is that it may have a bad long-term effect. Like it might put you in the zone short term. That that's but that part's true, and it might help you with problem solving and focus. But uh, in the long term, the bill might come due. We're still waiting on the science. So there have been extensive government experiments with how to enhance reaction time, sustained focus. Uh, even in the past, in darker days, uh, very unethical experiments in how to create uh, more intelligent human beings. Dramatically misled and incorrect experiments, we should point out. But my question for you guys is this. Matt, I, I have to wonder, if you later in life, let's say you're in your mid-60s, early 70s, and you're feeling a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of a slip, sometimes it's like, why are, am I in this room? And just go back to what you're doing. And then a few minutes later, you realize, oh, that's right. I was looking for my keys. Oh, that's right. I'm going somewhere. So what if I'm, a, what if I'm in my late 30s? <laughs> and that's happening. I, I, felt like <laughs> I was describing this stuff and I was thinking, these are things I regularly do now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what if, you know, you went to your doctor and your doctor said that certain forms of cognitive decline run in your family but there is a pill they can give you that will not only slow the process of this decline, but will also reverse it. And once you're healthy, the doctor says with, with a, like a little wink at you, you can just keep going and see how smart you can get. I would say, Doc, sign me up. What's it called? Isrib. <laughs> it is? Well, sure. Let's do this. <laughs> the, the dose is a rib. It's a rack of ribs. That's the only problem. Oh, my God. Rib-based pharmaceuticals? The time has come. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it actually stands for ISR inhibitor. 
Oh, but we're going to keep it at is rib. I think that's where they're going. Uh, So this is interesting because there's one big thing about this that that we know is proven, right? Before we even get to human stages of experimentation here, it seems that maybe we were wrong about some of our earlier assumptions about how aging affects the brain. It's not as though the brain is permanently losing capabilities or capacity, I should say. Instead, it seems that those mental abilities and resources are still there, but have somehow been physiologically blocked from access. So, like, the the room is still the room, and it still has all the same stuff inside of it. There's just a bunch of stuff in front of the door or crowding the hallway. So if there's a way to clean out this figurative hallway, then we can, in a very real sense— uh, bring some of these people back. That's incredible. So I'm, I'm imagining, and I, forgive me for my elementary understanding of neuroreceptors and things like that, but it sounds as though in areas of the brain where cognitive function is in decline for someone who's suffering from something like this, it sounds as though you're saying the neuroreceptors somehow just can't get, they can't get the signals to fire up because there's something physically blocking that receptor or that area of receptors or something to where this isria becomes through and wipes <laughs> that stuff away in some way or or degrades the junk there and allows the receptors to be active again. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an accurate description. They're still working out exactly how this works uh, and how long these benefits may last. You know, what if it's not a cure, but it's you know, like pharmaceutical companies don't make money selling cures, right? You sell treatments. And I'm not accusing uh, pharmaceutical companies in this situation of, of planning a treatment where a cure would exist. The truth is we just don't, we don't know. We just know that applying this drug improves performance very, very quickly. Uh, and it also inspires growth. Like these neurons are not just firing off as they did when they were spring brain chickens. All right, whatever. Uh, it, <laughs> it's they're also these neurons are also able to form more stable connections with each other, and that's a pattern that is usually only seen in younger mice. So the research looks uh, specifically at the hippocampus, but I would be interested in hearing the uh, the potential long term results of this experimentation. I mean, would a pill like this or whatever treatment it becomes, would it be available to the general public? Uh, would it be, I don't know, like, is it is it too disruptive? We know that there's a ton of age-reversing or age-slowing technology that is, like, right on the brink of being not science fiction, but science fact. The modern vampires are real, folks. They take blood from the young, and they inject it in themselves. We're not making that up. That happens. <laughs> happens yeah it's um it's weird this is all weird i feel as though it would have to be so highly controlled you could only get dosages of this if you were suffering from alzheimer's or traumatic brain injury and only for a length of time to where your whatever you're experiencing has passed or is improved and then you'd have to be taken off of it or else you know you really would have people living for much longer which you know could be a problem. There are a lot of us. How would they regulate that, though? <laughs> I don't know. 
And you could definitely get it off the, you could get it just off the shelf or you'd find, you know, billionaires. Bezos would have a, just a whole stockpile of them somewhere in his lair. You could effectively regulate it by price structure, make it so expensive to buy it, even with a prescription that the only people who could get it would be people to get a subsidy or a mandated government discount due to Alzheimer's or another form of something like vascular dementia or something. That would be the most effective way, but that's a horrible thing to do, I think. Yeah, and I'm just picturing it being like when the PS5s went on sale and people were just buying them up to resell them at higher prices to see that happening here. Absolutely. Yeah. That is one very predictable thing about humanity. We're consistent with that one. Great. They're going to be smart drug scalpers. That's the new business. Yeah. You know, we want to hear from you. We're going to pause in a moment for a word from our sponsor, but let us know how this kind of technology should be distributed. Who should get it? Would you take it? If not, why? Uh, We want to hear from you, and we'll be right back. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. And we are back. It is, uh, let's see, this is one of our, this is one of our last recordings for the year that the three of us are making. 
And we wanted to spend just a little bit of time throwing out headlines we found and updates we received that maybe weren't enough for a full story, but we thought you would in some way enjoy if that's the right word, if nothing more than to distract you from Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, oh, man. So I just to put this out there, Cyberpunk 2077 is one of these games that was so highly anticipated to me, for me, uh, for several, you know, million other people, not only because Keanu Reeves. I mean, Keanu Reeves... Mm-hmm. It is exciting, but that's not what sells you on a game like that. It's the people behind the game, the mm-hmm. the the crew that was making it, um, what the game was said to be, how it was promoted. And then it got released, you guys, on December 10th. It got released into the wild, and somebody here got it that day, I believe, right? No, I was going to get it. Um, actually, a few days later, I wasn't able to... Because I like to get physical copies of things. I still like to have the cover art. I didn't want to do the whole download thing. So it was a matter of when I could actually go and get it. And by the time I was going to go get it, I was going to go get it about three days after it came out. And by then, there was just this massive, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> show <laughs> About the release and the quality, um, if you're still on the well, technically old-gen systems now. So I was still going to get it, but... I don't know. I've seen pictures of the graphics. They're just so bad. And people are talking about class action lawsuits and they took it off the Sony store and they're giving refunds. It's just a really bad time. It's a bad scene. That's really sad. That's really, really sad. Did you get it, Matt? I, I did not. I did not. And I almost, I literally almost did. I clicked on it. I was in the PlayStation store just ready to do it. I was like, you know what? I should live a little. I can do this. I don't have to eat for a couple days. I can get this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I didn't do it. Um, but you know what? I am so sad that it's it's actually taken off of the PlayStation Store. That makes me very, very sad. Because you know how many terrible games are on the PlayStation Store? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, they're, you could find them. You just browse and find them. I've gone through so many times just to look for something ridiculous and interesting to play and then i end up you know getting a super cheap game and it's super cheap for a reason um Mm -hmm. this game this game had a budget upwards of 300 million dollars i think with the marketing and everything else all told Mm -hmm. um and now i can't even buy it to try it i'm a little upset about that I think you can still buy it. Like I think you can still get physical copies of it. And I think that they're going to add it back at some point. But because like ostensibly they're going to have some big patches that come out in January or February. I still am planning on buying it at some point, but I might wait until like, you know, upgrade to next gen. But I'm sure you'll still be able to get it at some point. But that's just I don't think I've ever seen a launch go like this in my well, I was going to say lifetime, but could happen when I was three months old and I would have known, you know, but since I've been paying attention to it, like I've just never seen anything like this before. Yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy. It's also, there's a patch that's supposed to be released to improve experiences for users. Um, today, actually, uh, CD Project Red, the developers came out with this news earlier on Twitter, and they also proposed a timeline of two other 
large patches, one in January, one in February. So maybe that's the time. I know it stinks to tell somebody to hold on, but maybe that's the time uh, that we go back in and consider picking up this game. Uh, And yeah, Alexis, you're right. It's supposed to, it is supposed to come back to the PlayStation store at one point or another, but I'm a, I'm not in the same boat as you all because I'm a completionist. Uh, I find one game, latch onto it like a moray eel and do everything. <laughs> so I, so just over the course of this pandemic, I did Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, I think, and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And I replayed Skyrim to like 100%. So, yes. So it's oh, going to wow. take me... I am not going to know about Cyberpunk 2077 until, like, way down the line. Good for you, because that's what it's going to be. Maybe it'll be playable. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it'll way be down playable. I've been hearing some really weird stuff. I tried to stay away from too many spoilers, but apparently you customize genitalia for yourself or other characters. I don't know wow. if that's true. What? Uh, I haven't. Uh, yeah. Uh, CD Projekt See, now Red you wish you got it. <laughs> um, here's the crazy thing. On, I, I don't know why we're talking about all this. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully you're interested in this. Um, it's the end of the year. The Metascore on Metacritic is 86 right now, and that's critic reviews. I don't understand how that number, how it's reaching that number. Well, from my understanding, the game is good. Like, the story is good, et cetera. It's just really buggy and really glitchy and unplayable unless you're on one of the newer oh, systems. Oh, that's what it is? You just have to have a PlayStation 5? You just have to eat at at Burger yeah. King a lot and get a <laughs> PlayStation 5 or whatever that place was that was giving out the machine. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, let us know your experience with that, folks. Uh, we'll... We'll keep checking in with each other to see which of us is the first to take the leap. Uh, And then we will look forward to hearing from you. What games have you played during these, our days of pandemic? And board games count too, of course. Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Uh, Or what weird skills have you picked up? I think Mm. we mentioned this earlier. Like everybody's been picking up a couple different weird skills. I think my most useless one is that I memorized the periodic table. Which will never come in handy. <laughs> I don't know. For any, uh, this is know. not Breaking Bad. This podcast is not Breaking Bad. It does not matter <laughs> that I. But know life about is sometimes. <laughs> sometimes life is Breaking Bad. How <laughs> how amazing would it be though? That one moment, like we're all hanging out somewhere. I don't know, Dave and Buster's or something. Beryllium. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like trivia. Like, have you ever go to team trivia? That's actually like one of my favorite team trivia experiences ever i got there really late it was almost the last round but the last final question which was worth a whole bunch of points was put these letters in the uh, greek alphabet in order and i happen to know the greek alphabet and apparently nobody else in the restaurant did because me and my friend that was there we like literally came back and won the whole game based off of my knowledge of the greek alphabet so you could reach a similar uh, amount of glory mm. one day then <laughs> With the periodic table, perhaps. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll double down on that. I feel like <laughs> I should. We should all memorize the Greek alphabet now. It's mm-hmm. uh, that that feels like a worthwhile pursuit. I don't think I know anybody other than uh, you, uh, codename Doc, who knows the Greek alphabet. Matt, wait, do you know? Uh no. I know there's a gosh. Yeah. Wow. I feel how challenging that is if you're the person at trivia. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know what 
uh, odd skills you have learned or which skills you plan to learn. And if you are in the midst of something, acquiring a new language, uh, taking up a new hobby, so on, don't feel like you have to give it up just when you're able to travel freely again. Uh, you might just keep doing this for the love of the craft or the love of the hobby, like those rats with cars. It's the end of the year. I know it's not necessarily strange news, but I got, we, can we please squeeze it in just for a sec? Do it. Just I want to hear just for a sec. Okay. Thank you for humoring me, Matt. You're very kind. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just going to just gonna do a DuckDuckGo search for rats in cars. Oh, no. This is just uh, from Car and Driver about rats in your engine. Sorry. Th this isn't the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. So we read a lot of studies in preparation for this show, and a lot of them are very – are somewhat obscure or they're somewhat uh, – well, disturbing because of the nature of the show. But every so often, we run across a really wholesome one that's kind of feel good. It turns out that some scientists at the University of Richmond, led by one Dr. Kelly Lambert, uh, decided to build tiny, bespoke plastic cars for some lab rats. And you can see a picture, you can see a video in multiple media outlets of the rats driving their tiny cars. And they found that while driving their adorable cars, the rats seemed to relax in a scientifically significant way. And this may also help with mental conditions or psychiatric conditions for the rats due to the hormones that are released. They also found out, you know, the rats were originally trained to drive their little rat cars as a way of obtaining treats. But once they learned how to drive, they just like it. The, there's no reward involved. They just, they're like, oh, it's time to hop in, you know, like, no, 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 rat car. And they just, like, they go for it. This made me really excited. I don't think it's the stuff that I want you to know show, but if you are feeling down because it's been a tough year for everybody, just go, just Google rats, little plastic cars. I don't know. What, they, what they, do you think? If you're listening out there, you heard Ben say they were, the rats were uh, less stressed in a scientifically significant way. Yes. They figured it out by sifting through the rat poop to check for uh, levels of, what is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dehydropina, dehydropyandrosterone. Yep. An anti-stress <laughs> hormone, for those of you that don't want to try to pronounce that when you're recounting the story uh, at your next holiday This is party. adorable. I love, I love the idea. And I wonder how you could apply this to humans. Just like, that's why driving is so, like, I use driving as a de-stressor. Mm. Uh, just driving to nowhere and just going around and coming back and maybe listening to a podcast while I'm doing it. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting. Interesting finding. Yeah. And they even say that um, it's possible that the rats may have higher levels of this anti-stress hormone from the satisfaction of having learned a new skill, which is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Sure. And they also look very adorable in their cars. Mm -hmm. They're also not driving in traffic. So don't beat yourself up if... If you're one of the people who hates driving because uh, it's always uh, just pandemonium in your neck of the paved woods. Yeah, the, these rats like driving. Rats are also incredibly intelligent uh, they're in, a, in a spooky way. Uh, 
But they also, this ties back into our earlier story because here's my pitch. What if we give Isrib to these rats, to the ones that are driving, and what if we set up like a Fast and the Furious kind of like maybe a racing Mario Kart Road Rally kind of thing, Mm -hmm. right? With some Mm -hmm. obstacles, get really... Like, keep it safe, but, you know, get a little twisted metal with it and... and um, post it to YouTube. And post it to YouTube. For free. This is for the people. This is not about profit. <laughs> we live stream it. <laughs> we and, live stream uh, it. We put it on Twitch. Whisker Twitch. We put tiny little projectiles on there. Um, mm-hmm. So it is really twisted metal. Uh, <laughs> one is a clown. One of the rest is a clown. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I I feel you, man. I, I'm excited too, and I am only, for the record, thirty three percent joking. Thirty three point two percent joking. Okay. But turtles, turtles, turtle shells. So they oh, can throw yes. turtle shells at each other. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder what happens if you give. I wonder how these kinds of drugs affect turtles. It's a brave new world, folks. Uh, with this, with this we want to say. Uh, we have a lot of work to do on, we'll just call it the rat race, I think. Does that work? Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. We, we have a lot of work to do on the rat race. As we close out the end of the year and we want to hear from you, what do you think the implications are of these new potential medicines? What do you think the implications are of the massive hacks that are being revealed left and right, it seems? And uh, are you playing cyberpunk? 2077. Uh, what do you think about rats and cars? Uh, either way, yeah. let us or know. just just describe to us in the greatest of detail your character's genitalia. Why not? <sighs> if it really is customizable, that would be no. Wait, don't do that, please. God, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, send it to our complaint department, Jonathan Strickland at iHeartRadio.com. I'm kidding. Don't. He will kill us. I took a <laughs> I, I took an HR class about this. Me too. Yeah, let, we shouldn't talk about any of this. Uh, cut all, cut all of the genitalia, please. Don't cut the genitalia. Just <laughs> cut the us talking about the genitalia. God, uh, of genitalia. Okay, no, Jonathan. Oh God. Okay. He would. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I get but it. It's, so, you're right. It's inappropriate. <laughs> okay, you're right, Matt. So, Sorry. so if you have any thoughts on any of that stuff, please find us. We're all over social media. Conspiracy stuff at Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Conspiracy stuff show. If you don't want to do that stuff, head on over to our Facebook page. Here's where it gets crazy. It's a group, I believe, Ben. I think that's what they call it, where you can join up and meet other conspiracy realists like yourself who will want to talk to you, who want to hear what you have to say. And it's a really cool environment to just share and, you know, discuss further. I would recommend it highly. Agreed. Agreed. As we always say, you are the most important part of the show. So it's great to have a community uh, where people can get together uh, despite being physically distant in many cases. If you don't care for social media, if it doesn't quite race your rats, then you can call us directly on the phone. We are one eight three three S T D W Y T K three minutes. They are all yours. They belong to you to do with as you will. Uh, we love it when we hear about new topics to explore. Uh, we love it when you we hear personal stories from you. 
uh, bonus points for nicknames, but any regular name will do, even your government version. Uh, all that we ask is you let us know if we can use your name and story on the air. I, I like what you said there, Ben. If you don't want us to use your name, give yourself a weird nickname, like a cool one that you'd mm-hmm. be all right with. We, we accept. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like Max Powers, astronaut with a secret. I've been using yeah. that one for years. Everyone, just call in. We'll just say, oh, we got another one for Max Powers. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's like a V for Vendetta move. Mm-hmm. Okay. And while you're on the internet, if you are feeling charitable in lieu of gifts, please feel free to leave us a, an Apple review. This does help us out immensely. Uh, the various scenarios we described where our bosses decide not to threaten us for a day or two are 100% accurate. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, your iTunes review keeps us safe. We, we would appreciate it, honestly. Uh, thank you. And if you have a story to tell, but you don't feel comfortable uh, bringing it out in public social media or you don't feel necessarily comfortable speaking on the phone, we totally understand. We have one more way that you could always get in touch with us, regardless of the year, regardless of the time, regardless of the place, is our good old fashioned email address where we remain. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 